Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education Podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today. And my name is Harry Lee, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too. Hello, Pamela. Uh, could you give us a brief introduction to yourself and tell us about what you're currently working on? Sure. So I'm Pamela Bergman, and I'm the founder and executive director of Just Equations. And we are an organization that uh, focuses solely on the role of math in education equity, um, especially around policies related to mathematics that determine students' opportunities in education and careers, such as high school graduation requirements, college admissions and placement requirements, general education requirements, and the like. So uh, we really work at the nexus between policy and practice, and our goal is to ensure that um, students can develop quantitative reasoning skills that uh, prepare them well for education careers and life. And data science is an increasing part of that. Fantastic. So, I mean, given your background in education strategy, education policy, can you give us your perspective on how data science as a new field uh, is affecting education policy? So, yeah, it's really, it's, it's extremely interesting to me because data science as a field is uh, just I mean, it's just going gangbusters. There's so much happening with data science in the world, in many, um, you know, industries and disciplines. Data science is used to understand so many things about the world, but it, it hasn't, it's just sort of in the process of finding its niche within education. And I think farther along in terms, it, in, in the higher education space, because, um, as, as you well know, there are universities that have data, not only data science courses, but data science majors and specialties, um, in addition to data science being a sort of an interdisciplinary field that's used across disciplines. Um, but in the K-12 space, data science, it, it's the same even for computer science in many places, doesn't fit clearly within the old paradigms of of the subjects the students study, right? So uh, data science can exist in math classes sometimes, but sometimes there's um, some uncomfortable tension around where does data science exist? Is it inside of the math class? Is it a separate class? Um, what, if, if you're teaching data science, is there something, is there other math content that doesn't get covered? And so there's a lot of, um, you know, Tension, I would say, around that, and um, it, it's sort of also sort of fertile ground for change. 
And, I, and the other related piece to that is that, you know, most people who teach math, K-12 math, we're not trained in data science. We're not trained to teach data science uh, or even statistics. There's really a shortage of teachers with those skills. So that's an, another part of the issue. If we want to prioritize data science going forward, it has to be more, more built into uh, the training that teachers get. Um, I could say more, but um, those are my initial thoughts. That's great. Um, thanks. I, I, um, I was wondering if you could take us in the direction of like what Just Equations does in sort of trying to influence policy in math and higher ed um, and sort of how you might see data science playing into like the, the equity issues that Just Equations wants to work on. Yeah, um, I would love to. So, so we started working on some of these issues in the post-secondary space because you know, five, 10 years ago, it was quite common that students went, would go to college, and if they took a math, if they took a placement exam and they would have to repeat high school math courses if they didn't pass the placement exam and they'd be taking algebra courses, et cetera. Turned out, had little or nothing to do with many students' majors if, if they were not majoring in you know, physics, engineering, or STEM field. So, the policy issues we worked on at the time had to do with what sort of courses count to meet students' general education requirements for a major at a two-year college or to transfer from a two-year to a four-year college, et cetera. And now, um, as data science is growing as an option at the K-12 level, there are similar um, kinds of policies that to some extent are keeping the lid on that growth. Um, for example, how do colleges view data science on a student's transcript when they apply for admissions? And because data science is still a relatively new field, lots of admissions offices haven't necessarily changed their policies and or you know, really trained their admissions staff to look for courses you know, outside of the usual, um, you know, algebra two, pre-calculus, calculus pathway. You know, maybe AP statistics is known, but the data science courses um, are new enough that, you know, lots of admissions offices don't quite know what to do with them. So this is one of the issues we're working on, and we recently um, produced a report in which we surveyed admissions officers around the country, and we did find that you know, they're much more familiar and comfortable with a calculus course on a student's transcript. They know what to do with that, whereas data science, in some cases, they think, oh, it's, it must not be a rigorous course because it's you know, not on the list that they've usually looked at. And this is tricky because there's no question that I'm sure there's you know, non-rigorous data science courses out there, but I also know there's non-rigorous Algebra two, there's non-rigorous calculus courses out there, but because they're more familiar to folks, they don't question them. So part of our work is to try to build some connections between folks who set these sorts of policies and folks in the math world and the data science world who can speak to some of these questions about rigor and learning outcomes and the, the kind of higher order thinking that students uh, would be 
engaging in in a data science course so that these you know perceptions can change and as a result of that the policies can also change so uh, that's one of the things we're working on thank you that's that's a that's a, yeah that's a great answer um that's really related to what, what you know the students we're going to see um so i've seen you in various different for uh, uh you know in in this space i guess uh, a question for you is who do you think is doing great work in this area of sort of like opening the door for a you know a, uh, a reimagining math sort of around data science and sort of where do you see this moving right now like wh- where is are there area are there groups doing work or are there areas that you see like open to evolution in this space yeah well it's a really interesting question i don't consider because i'm not um like a curriculum expert, I'm not, I, I'm not someone who's going to say pick or evaluate curricula and pedagogy that's out there, but I, I will say that I, um, a few things. I think there's some interesting work happening um, in, in some of the states to really um, intentionally broaden the types of math pathways that are available to students and that kind of work especially when they also work with colleges around the admissions issues is what's really opening up space for um, data science courses to proliferate and I think California is a really interesting example Um, besides the fact that we have uh, UC Berkeley and the data 8 course here in uh, in in Berkeley, which has been uh, one of the pioneering uh, initiatives around data science, but there's a bunch of other efforts in California as well, focused on K-12 education. And I think uh, we were somewhat fortunate that um, there was a course developed at UCLA, the Introduction to Data Science course, and that was started around 2014 with some NSF funding. And the, what was helpful around development of that course was that the UC Office of the President was able to um, basically demonstrate that that course was rigor en- rigorous enough to count, to sort of meet admissions requirements as an Algebra II course. And the fact that that policy was put in place was really key to allowing the course to be expanded and you know, piloted and then replicated at quite a few school districts around the state. So I think that was a, a really good start in terms of demonstrating that data science you know, is a viable uh, way for students to learn. And we're still waiting to see, you know, on some of the data to see where, where those students have gone when they went on to college. Great. Well, thank you. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear that, that almost behind the scenes perspective on how that policy is being pushed forward. And uh-huh. you've, been, you've already been touching a lot on how the fields of mathematics and data science are, are interconnected in a lot of ways. But uh-huh. I did want to ask you more directly as the field of data science advances, how do you see mathematics fitting in effectively? And do you, do you foresee any changes in either field to integrate more with the other as both progress? Wow, so you know, it's hard to say what's going to happen. 
But since I started this work focusing on math and all the barriers that students face in terms of math learning, um, I think I'm going to approach your question from that angle, which is there's, we know that math learning has been a, a huge challenge. Many students, you know, first of all, don't do well in, in math in terms of grades, but they also um, are sort of impeded in their education because of not passing math courses or they're they feel blocked from going into certain majors like STEM because of these math barriers that they face. And what's so interesting to me about data science is that it kind of exemplifies a lot. So what math education folks talk about in terms of how to teach math better in ways that are more engaging to students that involve you know, active learning and working on real world problems, etc. This is what happens naturally in a data science class. So data science, it turns out, is a really good way to help students strengthen their math skills. So I think there's a tension here because you know it's not on that traditional pathway that I talked about. So some people perceive data science as well, this isn't ent entry to STEM. And I I really think, and I certainly hope, that that view is going to be challenged um, in time because data science is quite central to many STEM fields, but also in terms of learning to like do math and use quantitative reasoning and think mathematically, data science has a lot to offer and we may start seeing, there's some hints in the research, but we may start seeing that data science really is more, much more effective than a lot of the traditional ways of teaching math. And I certainly um, hope we'll come to understand that more. So I hope that kind of got at your question. No, yeah, that was an amazing answer. I'm sure our audience and, you know, we agree as well that, that data science does have that potential. So thank you for that. And I wanted to shift, um, shift the conversation a little bit to yeah. the topic of community. So uh, we're always thinking about how to create a community around data science education. So we wanted to ask if you had any, any places or resources where you specifically learn about data science or places that you get inspiration from. Um, like for example, have you been to a conference or an event where you learned about data science education? Well, um, I haven't been to many events in the last two years like most people, but um, we do, so Just Equations does participate in the Data Science for Everyone Coalition, and I do think that that's uh, a good place for people to, you know, learn about what's happening in the field and exchange information, because I'm, every, I'm continually learning about new efforts that are going on. I think just, just this week there was a, was it the American Data Science Association meeting? a couple days ago, you know, so I'm finding out about things, but because our focus is not specific to data science, but it's, it's to, um, you know, fostering the kind of quantitative reasoning skills that students need to be successful, we are not going so deeply into the data science that I'm, you know, going to all these conferences, etc. Just 
Just to clarify, it's the Academic Data Science Alliance is what the ADSA stands for. Oh, Academics Data Science Alliance. Yeah, I discovered a, a, a bunch of people we know were there. I was like, wow, okay. Can I, I can, there's one thing I can add, though. I, um, we had some students uh, speak at our recent conference who were at the, at the Atlanta University Consortium as a data science initiative. And, um, you know, they're, they're, and they are also, they're based at a few HBCUs in Atlanta but they're also working with HBCUs, um, other HBCUs around the country uh, to really grow this a generation of black data scientists. And uh, I've, I was just really impressed with the students who came to talk about what they're learning. You know, and I, I should also add, as a, I guess I'd consider myself a humanist because I was a philosophy major, but I really appreciate the way data science um, draws on, you know, humanities. You know, it, it, there are skills having to do with working with others, communicating around what you're learning. I mean, it, it really is multidisciplinary in a lot of ways, and I just love that. One of the students who spoke was actually, was actually a philosophy major who had been learning data science. And I just, I think the kind of rigor one has to apply in philosophy um, and the rigor you have to use in data science um, are a really interesting combination as a former philosophy major myself. Thank you. Uh, that's beautifully said and very inspirational as a data science student myself. And that was actually all of the, the questions we had for you, but we, we want to end by asking if you uh -huh. had any, any parting thoughts or words of wisdom for data science educators around the world, or just educators in general? Well, maybe my parting thought would be, uh, I, I just think one of the most important things to be focusing on in terms of the future of data science education is what I said in terms of the shortage of qualified data science teachers. So I think there's a lot of work, and to do, um, and I, this, I would say this to, I don't, you know, higher education, uh, colleges of education, funders, etc. I think supporting existing teachers or incoming teachers in data science and teaching data science is probably one of the most important investments that we can make in, in the future of education. So hopefully, Somebody's listening. <laughs> awesome. Way to wrap it up strong. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, Please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.